Well, yeah, <laughs> a little, little too late. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Divi Chat. This week, we're going to talk about what else? Hosting. What to look for in choosing a host. And there's been some hosting shakeups over the past couple of weeks. We promise we didn't intentionally plan this topic tonight. It's been on the list. They're going down. You know, (laughs) (laughs) we've had some shakeups in the hosting world here in the last couple of weeks. And I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. But before we start diving off into chatting and stuff, let's say hi to all the panelists tonight. So ladies first, Leslie. Hi, I'm Leslie Burnell of A Girl in Her Mac. Um, and I am down here in Texas. I'm a web designer, and you can find me at um, agirlinhermac.design. Boom. So glad you're here, Leslie. Hi, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios from Australia. You can find me at endure.com.au or endure web for the other things. Awesome. So glad you joined us. You might not go be from soon. left to right. <laughs> no, I actually am. So I'm looking forward to you tearing them apart, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Corey. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, Corey Gimp, the Gimp Jenkins, coming at you here from uh, Prescott, Arizona. You can find me at Divi.space and AspenGroveStudios.com. I have a broken awesome. foot. That's why I call myself Corey Gimp Jenkins. Thanks for clarifying that, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> Gary. Hey, it's good to be back, man. It's been a long time. Uh, coming from Southern California, where it's a nice 79 degrees and sunny out. Try to make you jealous a little bit. Uh, you can find me at MontereyPremier.com, but also starting to come out of the shadow of Gino a little bit. It's a big shadow, so it's, uh, it takes a little bit of time. Uh, <laughs> you can also find me on PerventSolutions.com. And uh, I've moved uh, the Jedi product over there and uh, starting to reach out locally for uh, some client work around us, too. So, Boom. Awesome. We're super happy to have you back, Jerry. It's great to be back. Yay, Jerry. And yay, Jedi. (laughs) And hopefully plug in Palooza Jedi. That would be awesome. Yes, I hope so. So if you're listening, any of you Orange, Orange County organizers, Jerry has applied to be in Plug-In Palooza. Yeah. Accept him. He's a super dude, and he's got a great yeah. product. So come, come cheer him on. Yeah. Appreciate the Tim. support. I love how David always assumes that everybody in the WordPress community is watching Divi. <laughs> <laughs> they are. What do you mean? Yeah. Don't be hating, man. Don't be hating. I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, where it is a cool 68 degrees. Um, and you can find me online at timstreifler.com, divilife.com, and wpthepodcast.com. So glad you're here, Tim. And my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP the Podcast, and super happy to be part of divi.com chat as well so tonight we're going to talk a little bit about hosting we covered this back on episode 42 uh not this specifics there's a lot of deep diving you can go in with hosting uh tonight we want to talk about what you might want to look for when choosing a host because bottom line i say this a lot obviously not on divi chat but 
on another podcast, WP the podcast and stuff, we, we talk about how important hosting is. It's, it's pretty much the foundation. If you're, if you're serious about your business online, you need to be serious about hosting. So, um, let's talk about hosting and, and what we want to look for and stuff. And maybe what we can do before we dive off into the topic is maybe talk about what options there are for people to choose from, define them briefly, and then dive off into um, some of the things that we think you might want to look at when choosing one. So is there a um, shared VPS Whatever the ones, Tim, you go. You're the you're the definer. <laughs> yeah, we the actually guru. covered the, this the kicker topic. offer. The kicker offer. We we covered the topic on WP the podcast, so it's fresh in my head. Um, but basically, in terms of WordPress hosting, you typically have three options of the different kinds of hosting. So shared hosting is a shared environment where you're crammed onto a server with typically hundreds of other websites. And so uh, it's very cheap, but you get what you pay for. And so uh, a lot of times what can happen is if other websites on the platform are uh, getting a ton of traffic or something, it affects the performance of your site because they're not um, dedicated environments. Um, additionally, uh, most of the time, shared hostings, you have a shared IP address, which means chances are someone has used that IP address on the shared hosting to send out spam emails or do whatever. And so uh, typically when someone says, oh, my contact form uh, is going to spam, it's usually because they're on a shared hosting with a, a blacklisted IP address. Um, so that's shared hosting. VPS is a dedicated environment within a server. So it's not your own server. You might have just, you know, 25% of it or whatever, depending on what the, the hosting plan is, but you have dedicated resources. And so uh, what the other people do on the server doesn't affect you. You have your own IP address. Uh, and so it's, it's basically kind of the best of both worlds. You get the dedicated, uh, resources but without paying for a whole server and then a dedicated server is the entire server i try to do that as quick as possible man so, i think you did a great job <laughs> i think we, we picked the right guy to define stuff so. I, I wasn't listening to him can you repeat that okay so shared hosting <laughs> and i think you know at least in my case when i first started i had no clue you know what to get so i Instantly went for the cheapest thing that I could get, which was on a shared environment at Bluehost, of course, with, you know, all the billions of other Bluehost hosties. We still um, have that, too. I did worse than that. It. I did yeah. Fat Cow, and I still have my Fat Cow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we suck. We're still paying these crappy companies. <laughs> at least we're not paying them very much. You know, I, yeah, yeah, I have some just dinky sites that I don't feel like moving over, and I don't care. <laughs> So most yeah. people that start out will start out on shared hosting, but maybe not realize they're on shared hosting. So they might like go for a reseller account and they feel like by going for a reseller account that they're on some sort of premium something or other. But reseller account is just shared hosting. It's just that you get to resell that shared hosting and you're paying less per install essentially. And so you can offer it and make a little bit of money off the top of it, but it's still shared hosting. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about reseller hosting. It's great for making a little bit of money, but it's still shared hosting. Yeah, and that package that I'm that we're still paying 
for today is a Bluehost reseller account that they discontinued in 2014 and no longer support. So, <laughs> so why the hell do you have it? Well, because it was awesome. grandfathered in on unlimited bandwidth and unlimited installs. Yeah, my fat cousin. So, you have to yeah. have you have to add something into like um into like WP config to um to like upgrade the PHP version on that. That's like the weirdest thing I've seen, but it works. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, you guys are not hosting aspengrovestudios.com or divi.space <laughs> on that. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we, we use it for, uh, we use it for, you know, just some development type stuff for testing. Um, Bluehost is, is extremely popular. So having a Bluehost account for, for testing products and things like that, it, it does. That's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah especially yeah, for your support team. Yeah. Cause we're geniuses. <laughs> yeah. <I'm sure. laughs> One thing I like I that way, the way you put that. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> Everyone when bags on, on shared hosting a lot, which, you know, for good reason, but, I don't think it's necessarily all bad all the time, you know, for like a client website that, you know, they're a, like, say, for example, um, you know, a service company, a, a plumber, you know, all their business is face to face in person, you know, they get uh, personal referrals, people calling them, they just need some sort of a web presence that so if someone Googles them, they can be found, but they're not generating leads, they're not doing any online marketing, shared hosting might be the best fit for them because they don't want to spend more than you know, five, 10 bucks a month on, on hosting. So while I think shared hosting for any online business is a bad idea, or if you're, you know, doing any long-term plans, I don't think it's bad for everyone all the time. Yeah. I disagree. What? Come on. I disagree. I disagree from a security standpoint in that if you're on shared hosting, you're on a shared IP. And if you're on a shared IP, then if someone else on your same server gets hacked, then there's a couple of things. One thing is that your site will then load slowly. And if your site loads slowly, then um, Google will not play nicely with you. Um, so that's a downside in terms of Google. And then it's also a downside in terms of security because if someone else gets hacked on the same um, IP as you, then they can actually come sideways into your website without actually needing to infiltrate your security you've set up. They can come in through the server level. So I get it, but I still disagree that I, I think it, I started that way too. I had no idea, <laughs> no idea. And I get that people don't have the money, but if you don't have the money, then get someone like one of our companies to host it because we can offer it much cheaper and you be on a VPS yeah, um, for, or something like business, that. I see what you're saying, but like, uh, you know, my sister comes to me and she wants a, she wants to put together like a blog that she's going to piddle around on here and there. Um, and she says maybe like, oh, you know, um, I, you know, I, I talk to somebody, they're letting me on their Bluehost account and I'm just going to have it on there. Okay. Awesome. I mean, you know, make sure the site's backed up. Worst right. case scenario, they're going to like steal her muffin recipe or something. Um, so I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not the, not the end of the world. And I, I think sometimes, sometimes shared, uh, you know, with a company like, like Bluehost or GoDaddy or other is, is sufficient, but I, I see what you're saying for businesses. Yeah. It, it is crucial to remain, to, uh, retain that, uh, you know, search engine, um, you know, the speed for search engines and also not get hacked and have people like put uh, some bad stuff on your site that other people are seeing and associate with your business. 
Yeah. And then, then you end up having to pay the money to clean it out and you might as well have just paid for some decent hosting initially for a business. Like it's a write-off anyway, like for business, I, I just think it's worth the money and there's I ways to do it cheaper. Yeah, That's a valid point. And, and that actually happened to me, that exact scenario you talked about with HostGator. I locked the heck down on my website. It was my, yeah. main, my main website uh, for yeah, my business, timstrifler.com. I was on HostGator. I had iTheme security, every single setting turned on you can imagine, did everything right, you know, no admin login, you know, I was the only admin user and my site got hacked, not because of anything I did, but because oh, of, it's of heartbreaking. what Sarah described. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's definitely a valid that. point. Yeah. I think it depends on the company. Like I wouldn't recommend shared on GoDaddy, but I would recommend it on SiteGround to a client if it would, if they were in that type of, you know, uh, like a blog or something like Corey mentioned. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's kind of, for me, it's, it depends on the company, whether I would recommend shared. Yeah. All sh shared hosting isn't all created equal because uh, technically WP Engine, most of their lower level plans are shared hosting, but it's, you know, the way that they have those installs configured it's different you know it's a, a higher level higher quality of of shared hosting um and i know wp engine right now they're not the most popular hosting company in the let's world let's talk about what? wp engine what are you <laughs> dive off into that before we no go ahead <laughs> yeah so i've been a long time wp engine fan recommended it countless times from divi chat um but yeah they recently spiked their prices uh within the last couple of weeks to the point where uh, they're essentially giving less value for more money. So they've always done everything by the number of installs where, for example, their middle plan, the plan that I'm on previously was $99 a month for 10 installs. Now it's $119 a month for five installs. So let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> Is that bad, Tim? Everybody, take, everybody, take a moment of silence for Tim's. Uh, yeah, I mean they're grandfathering <laughs> current customers uh, into the number of installs that you had. They're increasing the prices, so I have to pay twenty dollars a month more starting in September, but I get to keep the ten installs. Um, but, but yeah, people aren't happy. And uh, Sarah, I'll let you share your experience. But you just <laughs> migrated what thirty-seven sites from them. I did. I just migrated thirty-seven sites away from WP Engine. I too have been a very strong advocate of WP Engine, and. I still think their support is second to none. Like I have talked to a lot of different um, hosting company support and their support is incredible. What they provide is incredible. Like it is a premium service. It really, really is. But I was on a dedicated server with them. I had 50 installs. So I had a whole server to myself, which was fabulous. I loved everything about it. But the way that they dealt with this price increase, the email was not very clear what was going on and no one would talk to me. <laughs> and I was really unhappy with it. So anyway, I've left WP Engine. I did love you. I'm really sorry, but I will not be advocating for WP Engine in the first in the future unless you're rolling in money, basically. Like the amount of cost increase that is there. I just can't justify it for what they do. It is a premium service, but it's not worth their new prices. I'm sorry. It's just not. And, and this all kind of like coincided with the influx of uh, venture capital money, correct? So there's probably some outside interest in their pricing structure now. Maybe. And they did say to me, like a week after the email came out, they said to me, oh, your price isn't changing. 
but it was too late at that point. They had already they had already stuffed up so far, and I reached out to my dedicated um, account manager, which I got no response to. I could see they'd read my email and they didn't respond at all. Um, so I just they dealt with it Ooh, so bad. Read receipts. Like, we have read receipts, people. We do, <laughs> and I just I, I just am so disappointed because I have been such a strong advocate, and I did not want to leave them, but I just. I feel like they really stuffed it up and they're now charging at a price that a lot of people are not going to be able to afford now. And it's, I'm really sad about it. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think this segues perfectly into our topic and that's kind of, I've been waiting. Um, you know, what do you look for when choosing a host? And a couple of things came up while y'all were talking that I would like to discuss. That's fresh on the minds of several people here, obviously. One of them is, <laughs> In the event you ever have to move your site, how easy is it to migrate from yeah. one host to another? You know, that's something you need to think about if you're considering hosting. If you're going to scale your business, if you're going to grow, can the host that you are choosing, can they handle the volume of what your long-term goals are in case you achieve them? Or are you going to move to a, a more reliable, different host, managed versus self-hosted i will call it i'm not really sure what what, what do we call it you know, eight, I don't know. yeah self-managed it's managed but it's not managed yeah. and, and <laughs> really like sense. wp engine and flywheel the ones that call themselves managed they're not really any more from like a person you know it's not like you have an account manager that's just like watching over your server and doing updates for you it's just like they kind of it's just a higher quality that that's been my experience it's it. high quality and they deal with backups and security all inbuilt so wp engine right. do security at a server level so you don't have to have any security um built into your site other than like best practices you don't have to do any of that stuff and then they've got the um updates the backups that happen every day and then you can do um, on-demand backups, and you can do one-click restore. So it means everything is just dealt with at that level. But you still have to update plugins. You still They will update WordPress, and they will check your install hasn't failed. So they'll visually look at it and make sure that it's looking okay when they upgrade WordPress. So that side of it is managed. Um, but you still have to look after the website. You still have to update everything. So, you know, it's not set and forget, but you don't have to pay. Like some of the money you're paying for is for security and backups which traditionally you would need to pay for separately. Yeah. yeah. I thought so the updates were done programmatically. I didn't realize that you had real people looking at them. Just the WordPress um, right. updates. The core up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So obviously you mentioned WP Engine, Flywheel. I believe if I'm not mistaken, Tim has been testing out A2's managed WordPress platform that they've recently released as well it may even be still in beta i'm not sure it's, it's released kind of it. yeah it's released and so far so good um so wp engine they have their own custom dashboard to do the things that sarah mentioned the up uh the backups and, and restoring and creating new installs a2 uses the plesk dashboard so rather than using the traditional c panel that most hosting oh, companies uses, they use mm -hmm. Plesk, which i previously did not like plesk but apparently it's a brand new version and what I've been seeing and playing with is actually, it's pretty nice. Um, mm. It's not as simplified as WP engine. There's a lot of extra stuff that I don't really need. Um, but so far so good. Um, and a two hosting is really fast. David and, and Corey 
can um, definitely vouch for the speed of A2. So yeah, so far yeah. so good. Managing with A2 is awesome. Yeah, and, and they're managed as you know, it's 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 comparable to WP Engine. It has the backups. It has the security, and they've actually gone a step further and and they have. Um, they have like diff different levels that are optimized for like different um, page builders or like, you know, themes. So like, so Divi, um, you know, they, they do have a managed WordPress like for Divi to where they'll actually go in and install Divi for you, get it set up. It's configured, um, you know, for, for that um, page builder or theme that they're throwing on there. And so they, they realize how, how big the page builders are in the communities that initially they might need uh, some more, you know, resources as far as, uh, memory and upload and, and things like that. Um, so it, it, it looks really promising. Um, yeah. I'm a huge A2 advocate. They're, uh, you know, a, a big thing for me is not only an awesome company, but also that they support the WordPress community and uh, A2 is out there. I mean, they're sponsoring WordCamps and uh, in, in the mix with everybody. So And giving away sweet shirts, right? Giving away sweet shirts. I'm, I'm wearing one now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and their support is uh, is awesome. I, I've never had a bad experience in support with A2. Yeah, they actually have a, a feature that I like that, uh, within their managed hosting where you can selectively push. Uh, so like rather than just staging and then live, you can choose, okay, I want to push just the database or just the files. Uh, so if you make a change, you don't have to push the whole site. Um, so there's some cool features like that built in, which is really awesome. Yeah, what I, I think, think SiteGround has that too. Jerry, what do you use? So I don't recommend what I use. <laughs> just, just to throw that out there right, right off the bat. So I, I started out, I mean, my background is more in ministry. I was a pastor. Well, I'm a pastor. And so I mostly dealt with website stuff related to the church. And so I started out with DreamHost um, because they had a free for nonprofit plan. And so, you know, uh, expense was very, you know, that was a critical <laughs> thing for us. Yeah. So, so uh, I know, you know, we kind of can snob on shared hosting, but it, it was great for us for many years. In fact, yeah. it was just until maybe three months ago that I moved it all to a VPS and um, because I was starting to host actually some actual sites from other people also and moving, uh, it was kind of a piece of it that I had on Squarespace. And so I was moving everything back. And so I switched to the VPS and uh, I'm using, you know, that mainly because I stuck with DreamHost because I have so much history with them and because it was way easier to migrate from shared to a VPS on the same host as opposed to going out and starting over, you know, with a new host. And so uh, that's what I use. I, I, it worked out really great for us, even though it was shared. But I can tell you, switching from shared to the VPS, um, the, the performance difference is is substantial and, and noticeable. And so, you know, it kind of like opened my eyes a little bit to help me understand, you know, the, the differences. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it supporting others, but uh, seeing it on your own sites kind of gives you a different perspective. Yeah, good point. That's awesome. So we've kind of talked about a whole lot of stuff, you know, um, when you're considering choosing a host. Obviously, um, you know, whether or not you want to handle the things that Sarah talked about, security, backups, updates, that kind of stuff, where a managed host is going to handle that for you. So if you're not a server administrator and you're not a WordPress developer and you're not a guru, you may want to go the managed route, you know. Um, and even somewhere you... like WP Engine might be affordable for someone who doesn't want to pay a web developer. We don't necessarily recommend that, but if you don't want to pay a, a developer, having 
knowing that stuff is peace of mind, like WP Engine, I don't know the other prices, but they're, so they're 30 or 35 a month. So, you know, for some people, they might feel like they just prefer to pay that, not have to pay a developer. And then all they need to do is update their plugins. If they've got a very simple site, it just takes that peace of mind for them. Do you know if that 35, 30, 35 a month, is that in a shared environment? Yeah. Well, or? it's WP Engine. So it's the way it is a shared environment, but um, they, they kind of, they structure their stuff differently. So yeah, it is, it is shared, but it's a little bit different to regular is it, shared is it bandwidth. I'm just trying to put, wrap my head around because that's not a bad price. So one of my clients is on WP Engine's single plan and right. their speeds are decent very decent and they have a lot of traffic through their website um so yeah and that's an online shop and it manages everything really well and we haven't had any issues at all with it there so yeah that price it means that i mean he still pays me to do the updating of the plugins and stuff for extra peace of mind but it means that he can just do that but for someone who's got a really simple site it's probably not going to break with updates you don't have tons of plugins that may be a way to go where you don't have to play pay a developer but you can have really trustworthy uh, hosting. And just to be clear, folks, we're hating on WP Engine tonight. Oh, we're hating on them. Yeah, except if you're a single side. I still we're think they're a really good option. I, I, I do want to say I do want to say one thing, just as a uh, person that's pretty delved into the back end of, of the WordPress community and, and WordCamps, they're they're awesome in the community. I mean the, the amount of effort and resources that they put in the community, um, sponsoring WordCamps and other events. Their employees are, are great. Um, so I, I don't want everybody to think we're totally hating on it. <laughs> no, and because honestly, we do appreciate what they do for the WordPress community. Yeah. But I, I think I think, you know, positive uh criticism. It's their business management, for, honestly. It is yeah. the business management, it's not the actual product. Yeah. And for a small business, if you were just like a really simple website and you want to go on that, their tech support will go above and beyond. If something's not working, they will fix it for you. Like you know, you don't have to know the technical stuff, you just get onto support and they will actually go in the back end and fix stuff. So I still think they're a really good option for a single site. I just yeah. don't think for businesses of a lot of our sizes that it works. Inter enterprise. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm still on WP engine and, you know, I don't have any immediate plans to, to move, you know, Divi life off of it, for example, but I'm just kind of because I because my uh, I I get the ten installs still and so you know I I was able to figure that out. My account manager emailed me back right away. I'm like Sarah's. But <laughs> I'm like for me, my... it was just like I'm just upset about it. Like what? Yeah. Like I can't. I feel like I can't in good conscience recommend them because of the price hikes now. And so it's like even though like I love their product, I love their support. It's just like that price just it's not worth it. Even though wow. how great everything is. Yeah. And I guess at some point we could talk about customer service and, you know, even the way that the, they dealt with that, the way that it impacted on us as clients, I think there is some reflection to be done about how we treat our clients and how we give them information and communicate to them about what's going on with our businesses and our pricing. So, you know, I feel like it's, it's a much bigger thing and it isn't about the product. It's about the business management. Well, let's talk about communication because that's an important thing when choosing a host, okay? Yeah. And some hosts offer phone support 24-7. Some hosts offer only chat support, you know. And me personally, I, when when the poo-poo hits the fan, <laughs> I want to get on the phone with somebody and I want to know that they're working on it as opposed to chatting 
Um, and that's just my preference. So that is something that you're going to want to look at. How does the host communicate with you? If you're, if you want somebody on the phone 24 seven, then you may want to choose one of those types of companies and look for that because there is differences and stuff. What does DreamHost do? Do you do phone or do they do chat, Jerry? They, they offer both. Um, I've never actually had to get on the phone support with them. Actually, the chat support has been very responsive. And so if there was ever an issue, um, they were they were pretty quick to handle it. So I've been I've been happy with it that way. Yeah, I but actually... I also have experience with GoDaddy support through other people <laughs> and supporting, you know, other websites ah. and such. And oh, my goodness, that is just like the opposite. It's torturous. So <laughs> the the thing, I, the thing I, I don't like about phone calls is is there's no log like there is in chat yeah. and email. Mm-hmm. There's no like record of it. They're not recording every call and they and they can't look back and go, oh, okay, here's what we told you. Somebody yeah. logs off the call with you, they notate your account with what transpired. It it could be correct, it could be not. Um so if it's something that like a persistent problem that you want to have tracked and, and logged by the hosting company that maybe if it happens again in, in two months, you want them to be able to, to look back on it and see that uh, phone isn't always your best option because there's not going to be that um, that, that detailed um, digital record like, like you'd have an email or, or chat. You don't yeah, have to deal point. with accents either, which like I'm speaking from as in my <laughs> accent is different to a lot of other people's accents when I'm going to be talking to them. I talk quite fast a lot of the time. I forget to slow down. So sometimes chat is good because not only can I multitask, but also, and they've got the logs, but also I don't have to deal with them misunderstanding me, me misunderstanding them because it's all just typed in English, which works quite well. Yeah. I actually very much prefer chat as well because I just hate getting on the phone. Um, Yeah, we do. (laughs) Being a millennial, I think especially too, where like everything, I grew up, you know, in the cell phone era. So having to get on an actual phone call is like torturous, but also I could uh, multitask and do other things while I'm waiting for them to check stuff. We're on the phone. Yeah. We basically have to awkwardly sit, you know, while they, you know, make small talk or put me on hold or whatever. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, Tim. small talk um, is torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, hate, I hate getting on the phone. Um, and I'm with SiteGround and they're very fast. I tend to open a ticket. I don't like to get on the chat unless it's an emergency, but I mean, if you open a ticket they're within five minutes, I get a response. So, yeah. So I'm with SiteGround now as well. And I'm still adjusting to it being such a different environment. But in the process of moving my 37 sites, I was on chat support almost constantly for two and a half days. (laughs) Um, So I can vouch for their chat support. And as a little (laughs) tip to anyone who is getting onto chat support, there's like a little box when they ask you what's your question about. If you put something slightly technical in it, they have like an AI thing that reads that and sends you to a particular level of support. So if you make it sound slightly technical, you get someone higher in the level of support and then they always deal with it. Whereas if you say something really simple, they'll send you to a low, lower person and there's a button to escalate, but you might as well avoid that and go straight to the higher higher tech person. Hot That's tip. Clever. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Click zero. Yep. So I think that's good to look for, obviously. Um, and another way to check is when you're looking around, they often have chat support for like for sales. And sometimes, I mean, it's different because you're getting different people. You're not getting your actual technical support people talking to you, but it's still a good way to gauge how responsive are they? Are they going to be good at chatting? Um, so when I was looking around at some of the companies, I went through their chat support 
as a way of kind of testing out what were they like. Awesome. So communication, what type of service do you want? Um, I got to tell you, even though I started out with Bluehost and we kind of hate on Bluehost, their support was really good. <laughs> you know, they may have had crappy service and my server got blacklisted a couple of times and <laughs> had to go through the whole rigmarole of getting that it's crap unblacklisted. But you they were really nice. Yeah, they yeah, were so really nice on the phone. <laughs> so, you know. well, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually one of those people. I mean, I, I had a... Uh, Bluehost uh, VPS for a long time before, uh, you know, we, we started Asthma Grove and before, before I started getting really serious uh, into web development. And I, I honestly had a, had a good experience with them. Their support was always good. Uh, yeah. There, there were, there were outages. I think the larger the hosting company, sometimes the more they're going to be, uh, you know, targeted um, with uh, DDoS attacks and, and things like that, but um, which they, they went through their fair share. So, so did other hosting companies around that time. Um, but I, I never really had an issue with them. Shared hosting, yes. Um, VPS, no. I think and, it's and, a lot like banks anyways for uh, like us in United States. Like everybody has their favorite bank, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, I use this. And then the person next to you is like, oh, I would never use them. You know, it's such <laughs> I a use a credit experience. union only. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the hosts are similar. It's just like, you know, every host, you know, you can have a good experience and every host is going to have some issues. Yeah. yeah and, and and there's, there's a stigma. I, I think like, okay, people think, okay, I'm on WP engine. It's most people on WP engine are on assured host, whether they know it or not, or whether they think it or not, because it's, yeah. it's more of a premium service, but um, it's, it's just like any other um, shared hosting. If your neighbor is chewing up resources and using, uh, you know, way more resources than they should be. It can affect your site. And uh, David and I saw that a few months ago with, with a client of ours. Um, somebody else on the server was using way too many resources and, um, you know, WP engine just said, okay, well, here's what's happening. They didn't say we're going to stop them from doing that, but they did wow. say it's 100% affecting this, your client's website. So it, it happens no matter how premium the shared hosting is, it can happen. Yeah. And they ended up having to upgrade to something insane. Like they probably went on my like plan, which mine was four hundred like, a month. Oh no, they, they were no, this, this was like this was like three thousand a month. Yeah, they, they, had oh. go, they had to go on a dedicated um and yeah, it was it, insane. Uh, yeah. They had to go on a on a dedicated and it, it was crazy and they, they had to pay it for a few months and I, I don't know if they've uh um made a decision about switching off or not, because you know, we're not not handling that that portion of it. We built the site yeah. for them, but yeah, it, it, it happens even with, you know, the higher level shared hosting. Um, well, if they choose to switch away, you get in contact with me because I am an expert <laughs> at moving away from WP Engine. Speaking of that, I'm do you have any, Yeah, didn't you make you a tutorial? Any, do you have any videos posted by chance? No, I haven't, I haven't posted it yet, but uh, I'll do it today. I did record myself doing my sixth transfer across and I just have to blur out a few passwords. Uh, or go and change the passwords for that person. But um, yes, I have made a tutorial because specifically going to site ground, I don't know whether it's to everybody, but there were some really intricate things I had to change along the way. And then it worked fluidly after that. But it the first few were really not smooth, <laughs> like really not smooth. 
yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like glad that you documented it. And once yeah, you do, awesome. do get it up and posted, yep. I'd like to come back and add it to the show notes and stuff. Yeah, so that yeah sure. I'll try and get it done today. Take a look at it. Here's um, something that's very important when choosing a host that I want us to talk about, and that is data center location, where yeah. you're located, where the host is located, you know, um, whether or not you're going to use a CDN or some type of, you know, service that's going to, you know, kind of put your site all over the world and stuff. If you're not familiar with CDNs, we've had a couple of episodes about it, talked about it in depth. They're great. Um, but let's talk about location, choosing a, a, a host where you're at, because Sarah, you just went through it, obviously. Yeah, I did. And I actually looked at quite a few reviews around Australia and um, a lot of the reviews were saying hosting within Australia actually wasn't the best option for speed, um, which may be a controversial statement to make. But as I looked around, um, it was better to go with a bigger, more reliable company who was based in Singapore because of where Singapore is based. This is getting technical and where the Internet cables go to Melbourne. <laughs> Um, they actually come direct from Singapore to Melbourne. So even though I'm hosting in Asia, technically, um, apparently, according to the research around, that was a better option than going for a host that was actually within Australia. But I used to host in America and use a CDN to Australia and with WP Engine because the Asian servers were unreliable and I had a few issues. So I went to an American server and just used a CDN. It was still really fast but I definitely am, am happier to be closer to Australia now. And Tim can probably tell us where this great video is on how the internet runs <laughs> it's so interesting. around the world. <laughs> have to go take a look at it. We, we talked about it and posted it in the show notes once before. That was bunk. But it's... I know, we were so excited about it. And then we looked and we we're like, oh, it wasn't really as exciting as okay. I think it's cool. It's, it's, it's from Business Insider and it shows a diagram. You know, it's like an interactive video or not interactive. It's a video that shows the animations of where all the underwater cables are that connect the entire internet. Before seeing that video, I never really thought about it. Like if someone were to ask me like, are there internet cables, you know, underneath the, the um, at the, you know, the ocean's floor, I probably wouldn't have known if that was true or not. Um, I always just kind of thought it was like satellites or, you know, clouds. Me too. <laughs> right? Yeah. You yeah like the cloud. It's in, it's in. <laughs> but, but, like all that comes into play, like when you're, you're dealing with choosing a host and you're dealing with, you know, site speed and you're, you're, you're testing out, you know, how fast your, your site loads from different locations using like pingdom or whatever, you know, all that comes into play, you know? So anyways, there, there is a really good South Park episode that explains uh, the internet and, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna to link to that in the show notes, Corey. I'll find it. Yeah, there's, there's. Yeah, like, find it. The internet it. goes down for the whole world, and they they find this like modem, and they just unplug it and plug it back in, and the internet's back on it for the whole world. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's so for it would be true to say that it's better for your website to be hosted or located closer to where your end user is going to be, and a content delivery network, a CDN, as long as it's based close, can make a really big difference anyway. Um, it can serve up the page a lot faster. But inevitably, something when someone is looking at your website, it's going to have to access some bits of information from your original server. And so to give your client the best option that they can, you want to have it located as close as possible. Yeah, especially with e-commerce when it's actually mm -hmm. pinging your database to do the transaction. 
Yeah. And that's where a good company comes in because you want to be with someone who is using really good quality infrastructure. Um, so it's really important to be picking someone and to be looking around at reviews for that kind of stuff. I looked around at a lot of reviews before I picked SiteGround and that was because, and SiteGround and A2 both had quite similar um, reviews, but SiteGround just seemed to come ahead for Australia. Whether or not that will stay the same way, I don't know, but um, they just came ahead a little bit in terms of the reviews I looked at. But look around at reviews and make sure that you're not hearing bad things. There are some companies within Australia that a lot of people host with. Hello, Melbourne IT. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, but they have, everybody I have heard has had a bad experience with them. But people might go with them because they're in Australia. So look around at reviews, make sure you hear from other people whether that company has good infrastructure, good support. Don't just go off, oh, they're local and they're right really close to me because that's not necessarily going to give you the best option. Let's list a few of our, what we would recommend hosting companies. Um, we don't have to host them all, list them all, but it may be beneficial to know to our audience or listeners who we actually endorse. So obviously we endorse A2 hosting. We have dedicated NVPSs with them and have been very pleased with them, been with them for a few years. Couldn't be happier. Um, what about other experience, you guys? I love SiteGround. Um, I'm very happy with them. I'm confident in them. Um, I feel secure. I've been with them for a couple of years now. Um, if I were to move, I would consider A2 or Cloudways. Um, A2 because of everything a lot of y'all have said and Cloudways because of something another friend has said that Cloudways with a, what is it, digital ocean droplet, droplet um, <laughs> is is yeah. a very, uh, very reasonably priced apparently. And it, the performance is great. So, is but I, I am happy with, yeah, but I am happy with SiteGround. Um, I do recommend them to my clients. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and I've obviously just switched over to SiteGround. I can't give long-term feedback on it, but so far the support has been good and my sites are running fine, which is great. I'm on a cloud VPS and I started on a middle plan and have bumped it up. And they, with their VPS, they have this system where you can, you can scale up your website as much as you need to, which I don't know if everyone offers this, but like I started with, I think it was four core and six no, four core and eight um, CP, four core and eight RAM, eight gigs of RAM. Um, and it just wasn't quite enough. And so I bumped it up to um, eight and 10 and I can go up to 16 and 16 if I want to. So you can just kind of bump it up as you need to. Um, and you can even automate a thing. So if your website gets a whole bunch of traffic, like maybe you get featured on Ellen or something, and then you get all <laughs> this traffic to your website, you can have it so it's automated and it can just bump you right up in the moment right. um, and deal with it. And then the next month you can choose to come back down if you need to. So there is an advantage in a VPS over a dedicated server in that you would actually have to physically move move all of your websites if you needed to bump up from a one size dedicated server to another. Whereas in cloud, you can, as you need to, scale up and down. Yeah, yeah, I'm on VPS, but not cloud. So I'm yeah. like below. And I'm going to name a few and maybe we can thumbs up, thumbs down. Opinion. So uh, here's my impression of one of our favorite GIFs. And I'll start it off with uh, GoDaddy. <laughs> you know, if this yeah. is familiar, you know, 
How many uh, times have you got a new client and you've said to them, you can host with pretty much anyone, but just please don't host with GoDaddy. And they go, oh, I registered my domain with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, let's explain that, Hey, why. register let's your give, domain. That's fine. Just don't. <laughs> let's give a quick crash course as to why web developers have a somewhat of a disdain for GoDaddy. And uh, GoDaddy is a great company. We have friends that work for GoDaddy. They are a super awesome registrar that, you know, diversified and got into the hosting game. Well, they have their own proprietary platform that's different than what, you know, cPanel is. And speaking of when you're migrating sites and doing things, it's a pain in the ass to work with GoDaddy. Yep. That's why we dislike it. What about you guys? A lot of third-party stuff doesn't work with it too. So like things that would work on another host all of a sudden will break if you migrate to GoDaddy. Yeah, they they didn't support um, some of the higher versions of uh, PHP for a while. And I think they've yeah. kind of... That's my of, biggest issue. I would say GoDaddy shared hosting, thumbs down. They're, they're, they're managed. Um, WordPress isn't as bad. It's it's not terrible. Yeah. I, I and this, exactly what Corey just said. That's what I think. I would, I would wonder about that too, though. Supporting clients um, like with Jedi, uh, there's uh, we had several clients on managed GoDaddy, and uh, ah, there was some weird there's some weird configurations going on there that were not standard. Yeah, yeah and it was, it was the yeah the PHP configurations and stuff for a while, but they've they've caught up. Yeah. And I, I think I think at at some point, you know, you think this company's huge; they have all the resources in the world. But mm. you're also not uh, you're not able to pivot as quickly into you know for them to for them to upgrade PHP versions across uh, their whole managed um, WordPress uh, platform compared to uh, you know another company like uh, you know maybe like A2 starting out with managed WordPress or something like that it's going to take them a heck of a lot longer just because of the you know the the scale of it so. I call them the Walmart of hosting companies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something to bring up, with, you know, talking about what to look for when choosing a host. I think whether or not they support PHP 7 and make mm -hmm. sure that you choose PHP 7. Some hosting companies let you choose or you can like change after. But yeah, being on PHP 7 this day and age is a necessity and it's yeah. so much faster. Didn't yeah. GoDaddy buy Security? Was it them? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, I feel weird about that because security is like freaking amazing, and then <laughs> go to, I don't understand. I feel really yeah. confused by that. I mean, they also bought managed WP, uh, Liquid Web, just bought iThemes. It, it's something you're seeing now, to where they're uh, the hosting companies are buying um, security and maintenance type companies to kind of bundle them in with their product. Um, so, it's, speaking it's of Liquid fun. Web, does anybody have any experience with Liquid Web? I don't, but I've only heard excellent things. Same. That's yes. Exactly. I, I'm the same one. I used to use them. Um, this was way back in the day um, before I moved to Arizona. I was still in California. Um, you know, this was probably eight eight years ago, and they they were awesome. I mean, they were, they were kind of the new new kid on the block back then. Everything I've heard is great uh, with Liquid Web. Um, acquired iThemes, which is a great company. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bluehost. No, I used to, I used to, no, no. Boo host? Boo, not for anything. <laughs> Here, I do want to, I do want to give them props because they are very dedicated to the WordPress community, as Tim stated with some other, you know, hosting companies and stuff. They I like the UA of their site. The UI of their site. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and, and they're, like I said, their VPS isn't terrible. They're, they're shared is where you're going to have problems uh, in my experience. Yeah. So. 
What about Flywheel? Any experience? I've had great I've had great experiences with Flywheel um, through several clients and done really probably upwards of thirty sites on Flywheel. So um, yeah, all positive stuff with uh, Flywheel from me. And some of yeah, our I've listeners, um, I think Russell Shannon hosts with them. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I think Andrea does as well. Yeah. Um, yes, and I, I, I've had problems with her staging and moving back and forth and things breaking between. Yeah, their staging does get a little bit tricky. Yeah, I don't usually use their staging. I copy it down locally. So we have some viewers, live audience people who are giving Flywheel the thumbs up. So yeah. we'll give that a shout out. I haven't um, heard any negative things about them. Yeah, I've mostly heard good things. Except for me. The only thing I had... When I had done research and I picked WP Engine for um, for my hosting like three years ago and I looked at Flywheel compared to WP Engine, um, Flywheel definitely wasn't rating as well in Australia. But I didn't look again this time just because I still had that, that impression from before. Um, so it might be much better now, but initially they weren't rating as well in Australia. I do want to say that their swag shirt is one of my favourite swag shirts I've ever had. <laughs> Uh, Pablo says that we should avoid one and one like the plague. I've heard that. I'm going to have to agree with Pablo because I think of all the hosts, and we have a lot of customers for our products, tens of thousands of customers, and we get more issues. And I'm not even a support guy. And I know we get a lot of one on one, one and one problems problematic issues with that host yeah so i'm going with the they're uh, <laughs> primarily associated with their uh, wordpress install script i think it's called like click and sell or, or something like that and whatever script they have that installs wordpress on your server is what messes up all kinds of plugins oh that's hmm. something else to bring up yeah those auto installers that most People who use Divi may use. Um, I think Cycron uses Softaculous. I want to say it's called. Yeah, Softaculous yep. is one of the most popular ones. Yeah. 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 yeah those um, the one-click uh, install scripts are not recommended for security purposes because they. Yeah, yeah. Learn learn how to do a manual install. Right, but let's be realistic. Five, five, <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> it's famous. And, okay, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of leery to throw this one out there, but I feel like I'm gonna dream host. Dream host, yeah. If you're not profit, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> They've got one server in Virginia, uh, you know, so it's not a massive uh, uh, host at all. But for nonprofit, if you want a free plan, show them your 501c3, you're good to go. And uh, nice. if you want to bump it up to the VPS, I've had a good experience so far. Nice, awesome. Well. Uh, you know, I I have no experience, so I can't really weigh in. I can only their install go on script what is not good. Say. I can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plugin developers uh, hate install scripts, especially with a few companies. Yeah. Am I missing anybody obvious? Just WP Engine, which I mean, I know we've Who? talked about it, but <laughs> no, um, my I I am a halfway because I would say. They're freaking amazing. If you can afford it, do it. That's it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in the same boat. I love their hosting, love their support, but yeah, I'm just not thrilled with the pricing. So I I feel like I can no longer recommend them. But and treat your clients better, or you'll lose them. <laughs> Damn. I mean, personally, 
personally, I also have to say no to Network Solutions, HostGator. Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot Thank about you. that Thank you. Thank you. Two, oh, two, thumbs down, two thumbs down for HostGator for me. I had them and I had an unlimited account. So I had all these sites on them. And I already mentioned before, I had like my sites locked down, like the stinking, um, what's it called? Fort uh, Knox. Fort Knox, exactly. <laughs> and I still got hacked. And then for some reason, I decided, okay, it'll be quicker and easier for me just to create another HostGator account uh, rather than you know research and find a hosting company. This was like years back. And then that account also got hacked. So <laughs> don't use HostGator shared hosting. I don't have yeah. experience with their VPS, but yeah. do no we need to what, say? Go ahead. Do we need to say no EIG because that a lot of these yeah. are under. Yeah, that's kind of the big. I'll put a link to the EIG are. list. <laughs> that, that, that buys up, you know, all of the really good hosting companies. Yeah, and turns them to crap. Into, if you're in Australia, don't use Melbourne IT because even though they're a big, reputable company, they've got terrible customer service and people, I have never heard a good thing from a client about them. Um, Digital Pacific is a really good company with fabulous support. They're located in Australia, but to get a VPS, the pricing was just really unrealistic. But for a small company, if you are going to go on shared hosting and you want local and you want someone you can talk to on the phone who is an Australian, then um, Digital Pacific's fabulous. All right, and I was going to say something, but oh, I don't want to throw our good friends Nick Roach and Elegant Themes, but they used to have HostGator on their checkout page. That was their, Recommend. and they may still. Well, we're, I don't we're, really know. Well, WordPress still recommends uh, Bluehost as their primary. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Well, they they've got some money. I mean, yeah, they sponsor. <laughs> there's money. There's money involved, and. Yeah like, yeah, like I said, yeah, Bluehost. Um, there, there's some companies you always see at WordCamps and that are in the right. community. Right. Don't think that's because this they're they're awesome. Bluehost Friends is just money. Bluehost, <laughs> GoDaddy, uh, some of the new guys, Pressable, Pantheon, uh, yeah. which are kind of two up and coming companies that I've heard good things about. Um, very engine, very involved in the community. So I'm I'm using a well, not really using, but um, I'm helping out on it. It's a Pantheon uh, site and I, I have never logged into it. It's pretty, it's cool. It's different. The backend is totally different than what I'm used to, uh, but it's pretty awesome. Oh, and then there's Media Temple, which I don't actually know anything about their hosting and their pricing was kind of out of there, but they have really nice t-shirts. It's owned by GoDaddy. There you go. Well, um, if, uh, if you happen to be at a WordCamp and they are there, Go hit them up for a t-shirt because they're really <laughs> and they're coffee mugs. They're yeah, really good that's products. right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think we've covered lots of stuff. I mean, I, I hope that you've got some good positive takeaways on what to look for when choosing a host. Obviously, pricing comes into play. You know, research. Do your research. Find out exactly what you need. Think about your long-term goals of your business. Make sure that the host can scale with your plans for your business. I would just uh, like to say, important. go ahead. I would just like to say that hosting is not the place to cut corners. So if you're on a budget, allocate what you really can to hosting because it will save you a lot more headaches in the end and money. Yeah, yeah, it's important. It's it's if you're serious about your business, you need to be serious about your hosting. Period. You know, um, if you're not serious about it. <laughs> go, get on show. go join Bluehost, Hostgator, 
jump on their shared hosting and fat cow. You know, yeah, no problem. Hey, fat cow, do we get a thumbs up or a thumbs down? No, or? I'd have to say thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad that we got thumbs down and we're still paying for their products. They must be doing something wrong. <laughs> <No. right. laughs> oh, and um, I, I'll link to it, but Elegant Themes came out with a pretty good article today um, that was also on hosting by BJ, so yeah. I'll link to that. More Absolutely. So, yeah. Take these things, listen to this episode about 25 times, you know, and uh, take them into consideration. Have we missed anything? Oh, if y'all want an affiliate that? link, email us. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we have I, any we affiliate, affiliate, affiliate stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. One of these days we're going to figure what, this yeah, out. Yeah, one of these days we're going to guess some affiliates. That's right. Well, we've got some exciting things coming up planned that we're going to reveal over the next month. We won't really talk about them or, or go deep into them. Well, we're not going to talk about them at all tonight. We're just going to build up the excitement. we got some super awesome stuff coming up over the next month that we're super excited about. some changes coming. Yeah. Very exciting. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some more things with elegant themes themselves and Divi, which is awesome. Um, and we've just got some really, really exciting things to share with you folks. And thanks for joining us, all the live chat people. Looks like they're f f leaving in droves now. We're down <laughs> 10 viewers. Come back. We were up there. <laughs> um Changes with Divi Chat. Yes, Jonathan, but you're going to have to tune in to Facebook. <laughs> if you haven't liked our Facebook page, go like it. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, go subscribe so you can get a notification because we're going to be doing some live feeds over the next week where we'll be sharing some of this information with you guys and stuff. So make sure you're subscribed and liked in all the places and Obviously, get on our email list as well because we've got some exciting stuff coming there as well. Um, parting thoughts? Shall we continue the trend in the same fashion? Let's do it. Let's go. Can I go first? Let's go, ladies. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> ladies first, Tim. Ladies first, Tim. Ladies first. Tim goes first. If it's no. about WP Engine, we don't want to hear. I got to. I got to hear you. So my final thought is that we kind of briefly touched on this, but there's definitely things to consider about migrating. And so um, like Sarah mentioned with WP Engine, they do things very different with their installs. And so migrating from them can be a big pain in the butt. Typically though, a lot of hosting companies use the traditional cPanel. And so migrating from one cPanel host to another is very simple. Or even if it's not using cPanel, a lot of times, uh, you can use a, a migration tool, uh, or plugin, whatever, to be able to migrate from host to host. And it's very simple, pretty painless. Um, but yeah, definitely look into what they do to the install because WP Engine actually, they change things and they do things differently. And so that's why it's such a pain to migrate. Hmm. Boom. Sarah? Uh, my parting thought is when you are considering the pricing of hosting like i said before don't skimp on it but also just consider the fact that you need to pay for security and backup plugins there are free options around obviously but for peace of mind i'd highly recommend having something that you feel super confident that you can one click restore 
um, and also have security on there that you're feeling like it's doing the job it's supposed to be doing. So when you're considering pricing, make sure that you take that into consideration that um, some hosts include that. So they might be more expensive for that reason. Um, so just keep it in mind when you feel like a host is really cheap that you still have to add some other stuff. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Leslie. Um, my parting thought is also about pricing. Um, I think there's a tendency to assume that uh, something like a site ground in A2, that they must be really expensive. But you're going to find that once you start searching around, you're talking about a couple dollars difference here between like GoDaddy and like the site ground. I mean, there's not a lot there, but the difference in what you get for that dollar um, is, is it's invaluable. So um, yeah. don't, don't think that you really have to spend that much. There's very good, reasonable pricing for, for good hosting. Great points. Jerry. So I think my parting thought, I'll just kind of give a visual and I would say, think about your hosting kind of like the foundation of a house and uh, it's that important and everything is going to be built on top of that. So you do want to have solid hosting and I would encourage you actually to maybe like try out different hosts. You know, you can just do one month on different ones just to do some test installs and it might cost you a little bit, but you know, it's worth trying because one of the things that I found with different hosts is the process in which they like try to upsell you and stuff, uh, the pricing may look really great. And once you get into it though, Oh, but you want this, you know, you want to have, you know, a, a secure site. Oh, that's an extra $10 a month. And once you add it all up, then as Leslie was saying, they kind of all bring back, come back together to about the same price, but uh, try them out. Think of it as a foundation and understand everything you build on top of that. You know, it needs to be able to carry the weight of it. And if it's a uh, weak hosting, then, your foundation is going to crumble, and so is the sites that are built on it. Great point. Nice Sarah. one, Corey. Oh, Tim left. He must have been afraid of my awesomeness. <laughs> 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 he didn't uh, want to hear our parting thoughts. Dan. I, I, I like the. Uh, that's why I wanted to go first so we could leave. Yeah. Um, I, I like the. I like the house reference um, that Jerry made. Um, I, I'm going to kind of use it in a different example. Whereas, you know, let's say you're a newlywed and you just got married, you want to pick a house that you can grow into. And, and that's the way that I, yeah. I kind of think hosting is don't think of what you need right now. Uh, you just got married. Don't go get a one bedroom house. Think of uh, five years from now uh, where your company's going to be. And it's once you start growing and you're at a certain point, it's not easy to change hosts all the time. You can't bounce from host to host every year, especially if you're like, running, running an e-commerce store or something like that. So don't, don't look at the now look at uh, two, three, four five years from now where you're going to be and just invest that extra money right now to where you can kind of grow into your house, so to speak. So that is my parting thought. Awesome. Corey, Leslie wants to say something else. I did because it is hosting related. Um, I started using uh, Pilvia for some of my demo sites. So if you uh, maybe you don't want to use up while you're hosting, um, Pilvia and Pantheon and probably other places have um, plans where you can have demo sites for free. They're secure. They're awesome. They're fast. Um, so I'll link to those in the show notes. Nice. Awesome. That is a great parting thought. And I'm going to do my parting thought with a visual. Think of your hosting as a house. <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, think of Divi Chat as a house, and we're building the foundation. Can we we the modules are the little rooms. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to throw some potential affiliate links in the show notes. So if this episode has helped you out in any way, shape, form, or fashion, click on those bad boys so that we can pay for our hosts that host our website and stuff. So uh, in all seriousness, I can't repeat say anything better than any what anybody else has said already take hosting seriously you know come back i'm sure we'll talk about hosting again in the future and stuff because it's a very important topic mm. thanks for joining us this week and we can't wait to see you next week have a good week everybody see you Bye. next week adios Bye. have a good night <laughs>